Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are going to be continuing our series in 2 Timothy. In fact, we come to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. And I want to thank you guys for being a little bit patient here with me. Uh, while going through this cold, it has uh, kind of taken my voice at, at different times here. Uh, throughout the week, and I was able to preach both Sunday and Monday, which was good. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do a radio show on Monday, but, uh, and obviously I haven't been able to do Shouts of Grace, which has uh, been a little bit frustrating to me. Maybe it's been frustrating to you. Maybe you've been enjoying it, saying, hey, I don't have to listen to that guy's voice. Uh, no, but I I am glad uh, to be getting back into it. Um, I've got <clears throat> tomorrow another uh, podcast to do as well. And so I'm still hoping to be able to get the rest of Shouts of Grace in this week. But I'm going to kind of test to hear my voices a little bit too uh, tomorrow when I do that. But I am excited to be getting in back into this here. I've, I've really missed it. I uh, really enjoy going through Second Timothy and kind of the plan is with looking at where we're lining up here in the the month and in the year is that we will get through 2 Timothy chapter 2 and then after that we'll probably take some a uh, little bit of time and just focus in on Thanksgiving being that it's going to be Thanksgiving week uh going to be doing some stuff on Thanksgiving and then after that we'll try to get back into 2 Timothy uh chapter 3 and try to get that finished up and then we'll be going into uh, Christmas season, and I, I've got a lot of stuff uh, for Christmas. Really enjoy the Christmas season. In fact, in our house, we already have one, two, three Christmas trees up, and there are many more uh, yet to go, and so we're excited for Christmas. We we love celebrating the birth of Christ, and uh, you know, if you want to just go ahead and put down in the comments how many Christmas trees are you going to put up this year? How many Christmas trees are you going to put up this year? But let's go ahead and let's get into it here. Let's go ahead and read 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says this, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to the gospel, for which I suffer as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may obtain uh, the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. And if we endured with him, we will also reign with him. And if we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of its hearers. Be diligent to present yourself to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message will spread like cancer. Hymenius and Philetus are of the sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past. 
and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having the seal, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the name uh, on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not uh, quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. We see here verse 22, it says, Flee also youthful lusts, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And this starts off, of course, with that idea of flee youthful lusts. And this is that idea of fleeing is continually run away from uh, those youthful lusts or those youthful longings, those youthful lusts or those youthful longings. And of course, when it, when it comes to this, our minds immediately go to sexual purity, uh, which is, is very much covered within that idea of lust. But a lust is, is desiring something, wanting something that is not yours. And this idea of a youthful lust, it, it's things that you're more prone uh, to see in youth. And now, of course, that of of course, has to do with sexual purity. But I'm also reminded of uh, working in a nursing home and uh, seeing, um, at the time it was uh, lunchtime, and seeing some some ladies go and talk about uh, where they were going to sit, where they were going to sit. You know, they're having somebody wheel them in uh, in their wheelchair. And there was one lady who was going and saying, oh, I need to be at that table or I need to be at this table. And, and you know, at, pretty soon you kind of started to realize as, as one lady came in and there wasn't room at her normal seat. And, and we said, you know, oh, uh, you know, we're going to go put you over here. Oh, no, I can't sit with them. And you could tell it was just high school all over again. And these are these are 80, 90, you know, pushing 100 year old ladies. And they were concerned about popularity. They were concerned. I mean, and it was a serious concern. I mean, very much uh, offended. You know, I have to sit at the popular cool kids table. I I mean, I just, I hate to say it, but nobody's a cool kid once you get to be about 80 years old. That's just the reality of it. Nobody's a cool kid anymore, you know, but uh, this brings up something that is important to understand. Though these lusts might uh, might come into your life as a youth, the problem with youthful lusts is that they don't necessarily leave you with age. They don't necessarily leave you with age. The same temptations, the same lusts that that make young people fall, though there there might be ones that make them fall a, a little bit uh, more likely there. But the reality of it is, is that they're the same ones that make old people fall too. They're the ones that make middle-aged people fall too. They're those who 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 fall, and you're just going to fall because you're in sin. And so, though it's saying youthful lust, he he's identifying, saying, "Look, there are there are certain things uh, that that you should mature out of, but that doesn't mean that the desires no longer there." Because we look at this, this is relevant. This verse would have been relevant to Timothy when he read it, and it'd be relevant to Timothy 
30 years later when he reads it again. But flee also youthful lust. You need to run away from youthful lust. But I, excuse me, I really love this passage here because it doesn't just tell us to stay away from these youthful lusts, but it also then tells us to do something positive. It says, but pursue, but pursue. And we're going to look at what we're supposed to pursue here in just a minute. But I want us to understand something. We are to go into put off, that's fleeing youthful lusts, staying away, turning away from that. And people understand that concept. Take off the bad. But we're also supposed to put on the good or take off the old man, put on the new man. And this is important to understand and something that we're to continually remind ourselves because sometimes we go and we look at our lives. Maybe you're taking inventory of your life and you say, look, I need to go and I need to take this off. I need to stop doing this. This is a sin that's coming up in my life. And so you say, I'm going to determine, I'm going to focus, I'm going to seek to not do it. I'm going to confess my sin. I'm going to have a mind to repent. But the reality of it is, is that you're never going to overcome that sin until you put on the new man. You see, the reality of it is when it comes to repentance is that you're not just merely turning away from something, but every time that you truly repent, you're not just turning away from sin, you're turning towards Christ. You're turning towards Christ. And so, therefore, it's not just flee youthful lusts. Don't just run away from those things, but also then pursue righteousness. Chase after something here. And, of course, these things that we're supposed to chase after is righteousness, faith, love, peace. These are the types of things that we are to go into pursue. So righteousness, these may, means morally upright or good, morally good things, right things. If you're going and you're saying, look, I'm going to get away from this sin, then you need to go into say, what is a good thing I can replace it with? What is a good thing I can replace it with? How can I go and take that time that was allotted to sin? How can I go and take that and now move it and allot it into something good. You know, if you're a worrier, uh, th- this is something that, that I think that you see a lot more today. Maybe not. Maybe it's just as much as it's ever been, but it's just that I see it more, it is worry. You know, instead of just spending your time worrying, what if you go and you write out, I don't know, five verses on a note card and carry those note cards with you? And every time that you start to think about worrying, you just pull out those note cards, and you start reading those five verses, and you work on memorizing those five verses. What, what if you did that? What if you did that? Well, you'd be going in, fleeing a lust, a youthful lust, and you'd be pursuing righteousness. Faith. Faith. You know, this is a mindset. Is there something in your, your life that you need to grow in with your faith? Do you need to go into expand your faith in an area? Pursue that love. Now, this is specifically talking about agape love here. And so it's it's this concept of the love that God even has for us. Therefore, we need to reflect that love and to show it to others. And you think of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Now, what did God give? He gave not what they wanted. They wanted Barabbas. 
God gave them what they needed. They got a savior from their sin. They got the truth that was manifested to them, and that was love. That was the love that they that they received. It was a sacrificial thing. It was uh, giving them what they needed, not necessarily what they wanted. And of course, it was out of concern for them. Does your love match those three qualities? Is it sacrificial? Is it giving people what they need, no matter what they want? Maybe they want what they need. Maybe maybe they don't want what they need. A lot of people don't want what they need. And is it something that you can go and say it's out of concern for others? And then peace. You know, peace is an interesting thing. We could do a whole series on peace, but, but, but you know, peace is an aggressive force against the enemy. Jesus came, and when, when, when he was born, it was the angels proclaimed peace on earth. And of course, this was the most aggressive thing that God could do to the work of the devil was to send Jesus Christ down here. But yet in sending Jesus Christ down here, it came and it silenced the work of the devil and made a way for mankind to have peace between God or with God. Isn't that incredible to stop and to think about real peace is standing up against evil? That's incredible. You can't have peace if evil is in the land and evil is in the midst. But then it says this, and this is the last thing I want us to see here this morning. We're to pursue these things with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know, this is the wonderful thing about the Christian life. You're not called to do it alone. You're called to go and to do it together with other Christians. Find other Christians who are pursuing these things and pursue righteousness with them, pursue faith with them, pursue love with them, pursue peace with them. Do these things with them. And of course, flee also your youthful lusts with them. So here's your three things together. One, move away from sin. Two, move towards righteousness or take off the old man, put on the new man. And the third thing is don't do it by yourself. Do it with other believers. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will find... That for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then you feel it, the song that is rising, then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now while you wait, lift up a has already begun. Know that God's up to something.